This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never roleplayed before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Great Wizard Bukake, your host. Romance and mysteries are plaguing Asgard. Quinny finally got down with Vinton Charlemagne. Juniper and Reginald determined a group of attackers killed the Damaran escape team outside town. And Butthole found out an ambassador is missing while scheduling his first meeting about a magic school. Will the team be able to recover the ambassador from Baldur's Gate and bring them back alive? Find out next on Dom Doms and Dragons! Quinny, you awake tired, content, in a room full of broken furniture. You find yourself alone in what's left of Vinton Charlemagne's bedroom. You have vague recollections of exactly what happened where, but, uh, you know, <laughs> things were happening so quickly and uh, so effectively since you brought your A-game, having had that nap, Hell that yeah. uh, the... Your life was mostly just an, an afterglow of, of an evening well spent. And you didn't get murdered. So, you know, that's that's a bonus. Um, there's still the matter of the dead Longadon geese and the attempt on Vinton Charlemagne's life, as well as the attempt to erase the assassins with the Jekyll and Hyde potions. But for now, at least, uh, you found a, a, a small moment of, of peace in an otherwise uh, chaotic time particularly balancing all of the new political intrigues that are so mm-hmm. deeply against the way you operate uh the room is is yours uh you can hear a clattering of utensils downstairs and sort of some banging around in, in the kitchen as well as occasional very exotic curse words in uh, a language you don't fully understand what do you do um i'll uh i'll get up and try and find my clothes and Get dressed. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of like having to jump up to like pull something that's sort of, you know, stuck if on the, a, a the fantasy equivalent of a ceiling fan. Just. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which I think is just a ceiling fan, but yeah, yeah. Uh, exactly. So you you manage to kind of recollect everything. All right. Yeah, yeah. I get dressed and I'll uh, I'll head down downstairs to see what's going on with all the the clatter and cursing. Great. You're immediately assailed by a cavalcade of smells of various foods cooking. Uh, as well as uh, uh, Vinton, who is back to wearing her supervillain robe. And just as disheveled as you are, clearly kind of like woke up, threw on the robe, came down, uh, and you see her just throw an Eldritch Blast at a pan, uh, <laughs> and it just like blasts scraps of bacon against a wall. She's just like, fucking just sizzle, 
stupid. Uh, and then, uh, you know, a, a pot starts boiling. She rushes over. She touches it with a bare hand, yells, jumps back, like casts around for something and then sees you walk in. And it's really, you know, you've, you've literally seen her with her pants down, but it's it's like you caught her with her pants down where it's just someone who is normally so very capable is absolute shit at cooking. Aww. And she just goes, I, hi. Good morning. I breakfast. Can I can I make you some breakfast? Do you know how to cook? I I'm a I'm a halfling who grew up on a farm. I, I know my way around a kitchen, yeah. All right, yes, thank you. I'm I I don't know. I heard this was a thing people do and you kind of been through it. I assumed you hadn't really had a proper meal, so I thought I would do it but it is very difficult uh i think or maybe i'm just not patient both it's, of those uh, things are true it's not something you learn overnight that's for sure um give me a give me about a half hour here i'll uh, I'll, I'll put something together and then uh we can eat uh but then i'm gonna have to head back to the castle i uh i i, I Minister of Culture's work is never done. It would say. Hey, I understand. And look, I, if anyone asks, I kicked you out right afterwards. Uh, I've got, you know, she kind of oh, like runs no, a yeah, hand back I, through yeah. her. She's like, I got a, a, a reputation to maintain. Don't tell anyone about this. No, you got it. I slept in the garden, uh, broken and beaten. Yeah. 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 Great. Great. Thank you. Thank you. No problem. Uh, and um, she. Uh, Gives you just a, a, a an affectionate squeeze on the shoulder as uh, as you you move past her, and then kind of like catches herself with like ah, um, and just like looks around right at a panic and it's like I chompy go feed and just like books it out of the room. What the hell? As she leaves, she's like, "What the hell?" <laughs> yeah, uh, Quinny still doesn't know. <laughs> Can I hear that one more time? I said she's got feelings. She does. Uh, can you say I, it the same way one more time? Yeah, just yeah, yeah. I, I don't know, know if I can. That was so like instinctual. She's got feelings. Oh, there we go. So that's, the, that's the soundboard button. You want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Quinny does not know that there's evidence exonerating Vinton Charlemagne. Nope. So everything this morning and last night has like double meaning for him of like uh you know like the squeeze on the shoulder and then the drawing the hand back of like was that just an attempt on my fucking life kind of thing of like or like is she like did she just break cover for a second and like like i like it's so it's just everything's kind of second guess like it's nice but also it's too nice of for a like, spy who loved me shit it's just there's just an element of like i gotta keep my head clear I gotta be above the mess of like feelings and things like that. I have a job to do, and we're not we're not clear of this yet. Um, but he'll he'll set that aside for now and go about making a uh, a modest breakfast. Excellent. So you put together uh, and again as growing up with with uh, Ford and and Penny as your parents like the, making a modest breakfast is you might as well still be sleeping. <laughs> You know, you can you can do this uh, in your sleep. It, really, the only impediment is how badly Vinton has ruined most of the cookware in this <laughs> attempt. It's clearly the first time she's tried to cook anything in here. 
it will likely be the last given the state of of things yeah i don't know um, what she was doing for meals before this but she was not cooking in here <laughs> yeah there's a lot of di- diplomatic delivery services <laughs> yeah <laughs> diplomatic dash you know yeah uh that said Quinny, your eyes do continually, to your point, as you're bouncing these things, as you're cooking, continue to dart back to the very clear eldritch blast mark on the wall that looks deeply familiar, yep. uh, both from your own use, but also from the uh, the, the gap that used to be longing on Geese's skull. Yep. Um, you, uh, you finish cooking your meal, and uh, you find her... Uh, sitting in, in that sort of front sitting room where you you two first sort of met and talked, uh, and she is um, drinking a like almost a putrid smelling brew of some sort. It's like a tea sort of, but similar. It's what you'd imagine fucking Reginald would brew. Just a you know some grueling wake you up, you know, a <laughs> live in your senses for war kind of. Uh, somewhere between a coffee and a tea so it's just kind of the worst of both worlds okay um but she's she's sipping from that and um looking over like the equivalent of a newspaper mm. but um as soon as you enter uh she just squeezes it in her hand uh and it it bursts into flame and turns turns to ash and she just kind of crinkles it into like a you know a garbage can next to her um and you can see like other piles of ash and she just says just reading the latest from Vasa, no Concern of a minister of culture, and she takes a sip. Oh, you get those what magically delivered to you? Uh, well, we were otherwise occupied last night. Uh, Chompy met a messenger about halfway. It's rather far to Vassar, so no, it's rather more mundane than that. But luckily, we have all manner of winged beasts, so it's rather easy to get news from home when we so desire. Okay, uh, good news, I hope. Just no reaction. And she just sips. All right. Eggs and toast. Simple, but uh, I like, seasoned them, so they should be good. Yeah. She goes like, okay, like not a big deal. Takes a bite. And you just watch her eyes go wide as a person who's never encountered seasoning before. <laughs> and just kind of, but, but how? These are just... Quinny, we determined last night that you're very good at a lot of things. I do have this expertise is... in a couple skills, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, let's just say your proficiency is showing. And uh, she she just like hoovers this down the same way, you know, any soldier does where it's like it's a job. <laughs> like she that first bite is great. And then it's just like this. I, this, you know, this needs to be, be accomplished. Um, is there anything you'd want to talk to her about as the two of you share your meal? Ooh, I mean, that uh, that stone wall uh, was a pretty good indicator of how these questions might go, but, um, I will, uh, I'll say, Quinny will say, um, uh, last night was nice. She grins a little, little devilishly and says, I don't know that I would choose the word nice, but yes, it was. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan's throwing up, throwing up hands here in the uh, the video. If you haven't watched the video for the past two episodes, that face or that gesture. <laughs> I know we're an audio first medium. Oh my but god! Rest assured, there's an entire fucking commentary track happening visually uh, in both these episodes. So yeah, go go check it out. Quinny will say, um, "Well, yeah, I mean, we can we can argue semantics, but whatever it was, I I liked it." Uh, and she takes a sip and just says 
Yes, I don't think we need to bother arguing the semantics. I also liked it. It was very pleasant. All right. Um, how much longer are you in the kingdom for? Well, I need to ensure that uh, those assholes from Damara don't sway your... <clears throat> no, I'm just going to say it. Impressionable friend. Uh, Bobbert does seem to have kind of come into his own, but I do fear that his cheerful demeanor will lead him down all manner of useless entanglements, and I do fear that he could be swayed by certain folks, particularly with talk of unification and such things. Speaking of, it was Longadon who tried to have me killed last night, wasn't it? I really can't say. Uh, there's, uh, there's some pieces missing that, uh, make this seem less concrete than, uh, I initially thought it was. So I, I really can't say. Hmm. Not for certain. Well, I would recommend that you do let me know when you do get to the bottom of it. Otherwise I'll just have to kill all the envoys and that will ensure that the correct one dies. So... If you want to avoid that level of diplomatic clusterfuck, I would recommend giving me at least a hint. I would truly hate to have to report back to the other warlock knights that there was an outstanding assassin with diplomatic immunity running around like the stage play Lethal Weapon 2. Just sips. Right, yeah. You haven't, uh, you know, in the spirit of, you know, mutually giving each other a heads up. You haven't started doing that to anyone yet, have you? Quinny, I was waiting for you to come by and give me a mutual heads up last night. So no, I haven't. But if I don't hear any results, I absolutely will start knocking on doors. Or rather, Chompy will knock on the door and then I will fly through it. As much fun as it was stabbing a couple of those fuckers last night, I really can't abide attempts on my life, particularly in a nation that is so eager to make friends of the Warlock Knights. Nor should you have to uh, abide attempts on your life. I was just wondering what your, you know, I know what you're here to, to do, which is to make sure that, you know, Damar and Envoy doesn't overly influence the king. I was curious about what your methods might be, and it sounds like they would be murder instead of, you know, counter-influencing or something like that. It's, it's murder Akka then? and Vasa have been rhyming pals for quite some time, Quinny, and I really was just sent here to ensure that would continue and to check in on my dead and now alive friend, Reginald. And it turns out he's still dead. And his idiot brother is running the place. And admittedly, the idiot brother is pretty good at running the place, which is nice to see. And I'm sure Vassal would be very happy to keep up its its close relationship with Asgard. And again, I really can't stress this enough. You do need some friends out here, Quinny, because it's going to get pretty bleak pretty fast. Cormier is just one of many very, very, very large powers out here that is all too eager to push over the small upstart nation that, you know waged war on the planet for a bit. So, no, that was my main goal, and it seems that Bobbert is quite reasonable, and again, I'm more than happy to report back that things are fine, but I don't love hearing there are some puzzle pieces missing, so I can't tell you who tried to kill you, but I've got a pretty good idea who it is. I'm just not going to tell you. I'll fuck you, but I'm not going to give you any information. I mean, that's not really how a honeypot situation works, first of all. Second of all, 
As you proved last night when it took you several hours and a nap to not kill a man, your methods are a little bit slow and ineffectual for my tastes, aside from the notable examples of after you got back, which were not too slow nor too fast. Just right. Good job. All that to say, either you give me a head or I will go find one. All right. Corneal, stand up, gulp down the rest of... He made, like, made some coffee for himself and finishes the breakfast and just sets the the dish on... Uh, well, he looks around. Um, thinking back to the kitchen situation, uh, he'll just uh, yeah, he'll throw the dishes over his shoulder. Just like, all right, just throw them <laughs> over his shoulder and says, uh, I guess I better get to work then. He'll walk across the room, uh, um, lean into Vinton while she's sitting in her, in her chair and, and give her a kiss and say, uh, I'll see you later and uh, uh, head out the door. Uh, and just as as you you walk out the door, she's like, "Do love watching you break furniture." And then she mage hands the door shut behind you. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell T-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. The hosts of Dum Dums and Dragons are 420 friendly all year round, which is why we are excited to have IndiCloud back as a sponsor. As IndiCloud gets ready for summer, they're rolling out a new product, Dinksickles. <laughs> 
It's got a great name, and I've never seen anything like this before. A summertime popsicle with 20 milligrams of cannabis. These bad boys come in wild cherry and blue race flavors, and you can mix and match with a pack of five or go with your flavor of choice. Danksicles are strong enough to share, but mellow enough to take to your next beach day or vacation. And unlike your sketchy neighborhood shop or dealer, IndiCloud gives you savings on every single order. It could be through their gold rewards program, their subscribe and save deals, or our special promo code just for Dum Dums and Dragons listeners. So please, right now, get 30% off your purchase. Head to indicloud.co slash dumdums to get 30% off your first order. And tell them that Dum Dums and Dragons sent you. That's I-N-D-A-C-L-O-U-D dot C-O, not com, C-O, slash dumdums, D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-S, to get 30% off your first order. And let us know how the dank sickles are. No, no, your eyes don't deceive you. You are indeed in the presence of the beautiful, glorious Cormium plant here of Dum Dums and Dragons. And yes, it is good to spend time with true greatness, is it not? Not like those Dum Dums and their heartwarming and hilarious adventures. No, better to spend time with someone like me, who is vain and self-absorbed. Of course, if you wanted to sink to their level, you could go to patreon.com slash dumdumdice, that's D-U-M-B-D-U-M-B-D-I-C-E, and help support their adventures for as little as a dollar a month, which would gain you infinite access to our fans-only Discord, where you can talk to other fans about all the adventures the dum-dums are going on. You can add characters to our world. You can even create your own at the $25 level and get your name in the credits. But you don't want to do that. Wouldn't you rather stay here and listen to me talk about me? You arrive back at the council chambers. Uh, Butthole, Reginald, Juniper are all in attendance and waiting. Uh, and yep. uh, Quinny, you you arrive. Uh, I assume kind of heralded probably by by Annan, who lets them know that you're you're on approach. Is there yeah, anything you want to do? A between, secret. Yeah, d- yeah. I assume you go straight there. Yeah, great. Uh, so you you stride into the council chamber. Morning, everyone. I um, hope I'm not late to see everyone else is here uh uh yeah sorry and i'll go find a seat yeah i mean you're kind of late but i'm sure whatever you were doing was important uh so we have a missing envoy i don't know where they are and this could cause a war we need to find race gray race gray race gray is missing correct the other thing could also cause a war but i have that one slightly more in hand than just a missing envoy altogether okay then um I've got a little bit of uh, information uh, from that thing last night, uh, if you want to talk about that at some point. But uh, I don't have anything on Race Gray as of right now, so I can get started on that. Um, cool. Do it. We need was, Race Gray right yeah. now. Race Gray, we know, we know checked out to attend the party last night. Never okay. check back in. That's all I got. Annan's got people combing the streets. I don't know what's, what else we could do other than stuff that might fall in the Minister of Culture zone. Yeah, I don't think this is really going to be something the military could solve, especially now that there's a small number of people who are peacekeepers, so we're not really going to do the door-to-door thing and maintain that terribly long. All right, then. Uh, Tom, can you remind me, uh, race grace pronouns are... Yeah, they, they them. They them, okay. Yeah. Um, so, 
I've seen Raish Gray up close before, um, and I got a pretty good look at them. I think, I think if I, honestly, I've got a pretty good spell. If I, if I could just grab a horse, ride around the city for an hour, I, I might be able to locate them if they're still here. All right, that sounds like a pretty clever plan. Use the ones from the stables and not the new ones that I brought in with the hammerers. Those horses are terrible. Oh, oh, okay. Also, we're going to have to deal with the Good Works Corporation eventually, but not today. Okay, we're going to table the Good Works Corporation. Yes, go take a horse. Do you need, like, people to go with you, or is this just a solo thing? I I mean, it's something that it's really just myself. I, I mean, it would probably be good to have backup in case I do locate them and something's gone wrong with them or around them. All right, well, why don't violent I... Violent in nature. Yeah? Well, Quinny, you've got to sort out cultural things. Yeah. Do you have an angle on that? Not yet, but I can work on that. Okay, work on that now, because we need to make right. this fast. Reginald could go with Juniper to go ride around town and do whatever that is, and now I got a meeting to talk about a magic school. Also, we need a magic school. There you go, you're all caught up. Okay. Oh. We're short on uh, wizards. Fallon Meyer Pink Blossom made some good points. We need wizards. Oh. Otherwise, this the would be a good time to call wizards. Alan in for some assistance. I would love to do that if Alan would pick up the phone, but right now I have to have a 12-year-old somehow solve calling how to... Her? I'm, I'm supposed to I try and reach her with the help of uh, Seamus. We're trying to get the Ravengate things to work and she'll yeah. be able to help us out with that. But it's, you know, it's been tricky getting. The yeah, there isn't really a clear way to communicate with Alan otherwise. Yeah. So I'll keep the child trying to solve the portal problem. Uh, you <laughs> go ride around on a pony and mm -hmm. Quinny do cultural stuff. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, I have a question, Tom. Is Bucky present right now, or is Bucky not in this room? I don't know who's uh, That's on a the Ryan council. question, I think. Oh, okay, yeah. Bucky had not originally been summoned to this meeting, no. Okay, good. Uh, so, yeah, Quinny will stand up after, like, having just sat down. He's like, well, I'm ready to go if that's everything. I I think it is. This is a bit of a hot mess. We need Raish Gray because I can't do anything diplomatically about Longadon Geese until Raish is found. Mm-hmm. All right, sounds good. Um, have we checked Raish's room for any clues as to where Raish might be? I would suggest if we want to do that, we either need to do that in a way no one is aware of, or we would have to get Sildar and or Kulkin to back us on that. Right now, I'm not comfortable with us opening up an envoy's place to search for clues, because they're going to have a whole bunch of diplomatic papers that we're not supposed to be looking at. Got it. All right. Well, no one's supposed to go in there. Anyway... I'm going to go take a walk. <laughs> Quinny walks out of the <laughs> council chamber. <laughs> All right. So, Quinny, uh, you're headed to Raish Gray's room. Uh, can you roll what? me a... Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I know. I know I always snark about this, but can you roll me a stealth check, please? Yeah, man. That's a natural one, so I'm going to re-roll that. Yep. That is another... Natural one. Fuck off. The it one in four hundred. Push the button. Balloons come down. Yeah. I'm just Al Gore celebrating selling one book. Yeah. Finally happened. Double now. I will. Hell yeah. yeah, there you go. You're picking up what I'm putting down. Wow. Three hundred plus episodes. Seven seasons. Halfling luck runs out. Yeah. Oh my god. Let's get the luck last night again. I got nothing. 
All right. Oh so my God. I uh, sneak down the hallway with a marching band. <laughs> this is Just... not a morality tale about having sex, whatever. <laughs> like this Just, is no, not... it's not like a horror movie where you get Just punished banging, for, for having sex. Banging pots and pans together. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm checking Race Gray's room. It's really loud. Sorry, I will Uh, let you tell me how I fuck up. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) But look, I like all these options. These are all good options. Okay. So, yeah, Quinny, you stealth your way down the hall, and you're so fucking good at stealth, you never need to worry about it. You're the best at it. Uh, You stealth down the hall, and, you know, sleight of hand the the lock on the door, and uh, make your way inside. Uh, to Rish Gray's room. Uh, the room itself seems kind of like a hotel room you didn't spend any time in. So it's the kind of hotel room where like the 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 bed has been slept in mm. and you know the chair in the corner has been moved around. There are a couple of of plates and cups, but very clearly not a space that they unpacked in or really settled in too too much. Just enough to for necessity's sake, really. Unlike, say, Bluebeard, you know, turning the place into his office and what have you. Mm-hmm. So that's what you get at first glance. Um, what would you like to do in the room? Um, get a sense of what Raish might have been up to prior to leaving. So if there's a desk, um, I'll kind of check the drawers of the desk, just looking for any kind of letters or communications or anything like that. Yeah, what else would I look for to give me an indication of where where Raish's head would be at? Um, yeah, I think I, I would start by looking for like external communications and things like that um, to see what letters they were trying to send or what like letters they would have received while being here. I sure. Guess. Okay. Go ahead and roll an investigation check, please. Investigation. 16 plus 6, 22? 22. 22, okay. So looking around the room, um, you do find a few papers here and there, largely uh, seeming to do with the judgment of a car. So, you know, there's a couple pages from a briefing on the the Plantier, uh, the Aka Plantier War. Uh, you see a stray page about the 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 uh, lich fall and then just a random page about local flora and fauna you know very arrakis dune desert planet like just some basic uh briefing documents okay otherwise you don't find much again it really does feel like a room that that was passed through rather than inhabited okay what else can i look for i'm sorry guys i'm trying to think of like <laughs> it's it's weird to think of like evidence of intention left in the room letters and 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 that kind of thing is like the most literal thing of like someone being like tonight i'm going to sneak out and then when i get back i'll send you this letter kind of whatever bullshit um what else <laughs> oh you know what um quinny found out that uh uh Fallenmeyer is a harper um so uh he'll go through um Raish's clothes to see if there's a, a harper seal or anything like that any kind of Harper um, uh, livery that uh, might have been packed to to spring on us or something like that to be like, ah, the Harpers, gotcha. Cool. Uh, you open the closet to discover no clothes 
And I need you to roll a wisdom save. What? Wisdom save, you say? That's a total of nine. Cool. As you Love open these the dice. Clo- <laughs> Love them. As you open the closet and sort of peer inside, you just have that, that moment of, you know, seeing a couple of hangers, but again, very unlived in hotel room. And as you kind of reach in to start move the hangers aside, uh, you realize that your arm doesn't respond. And as you try and move your body, you realize that none of your limbs are responding. Uh, you are in fact frozen in place. Uh, and behind you, you hear the door close and the lock click as that fucking one comes into play. There we go, baby. And a voice just says, now this really does seem a little out of character for a minister of culture, even one as shady as yourself, Mr. Brown Barrow. Meanwhile, butthole, uh, Sildar uh, was, was called um, up to, to meet you. Uh, and after you clear the council chamber, I believe your order of operations was him and then talk about magic school. Or do you want to talk? Yeah, about Yeah, we got to deal with this race gray thing 100 percent first, then magic school. Um, so uh, Sildar arrives and uh, just says, uh, oh, yes, uh, King Butthole. I've been requesting an audience for some time. Do you have any information about the whereabouts of Longadon Geese? He apparently hasn't left his room since the celebration yesterday, which is quite unlike him, uh, the other members of the Lord's Alliance are somewhat concerned that an envoy is arrived late and then hasn't been seen. Obviously, he doesn't fall under my auspices, but it's rather concerning, don't you think? I would be concerned about that, but Raish Gray didn't check in last night. What? So Longadon Geese didn't leave. Raish is not here. I don't know what's going on. What I've do you the mean? Town Raish watch. Gray didn't sign. Wh- what? And he just like in kind of classic tour guide who has a couple of tourists who are like, but I want to pet the tiger. Just mm-hmm. like drags hands back through his long gray hair. And he just says, well, where the fuck did they go? That's a great question. So I don't know where they are. I've got a bunch of people searching the streets right now out there looking around very quietly. I've got somebody going around with a magical solution. I've got people looking into it in other ways. I wanted to keep this uh, between you and me until we could solve this issue because I don't think this looks great for either of us. I'm really just worried about Raish. Uh, do you know anything about Raish Gray? Because I don't know anything about them in terms of where they like to go, what they like to do, uh, weird habits, gambling debts, anything. And again, Soldar's just so fucking done with this shit and it's just... Uh, Raish is an idealist, an upstanding citizen of Baldur's Gate. And I must tell you that that is not a term that gets thrown around a lot. An upstanding citizen of Baldur's Gate is a rare and strange thing to find. But as far as I know, they deeply, deeply care about uh, what is what is right. That's part of the reason why they are here is to ensure that the correct judgment is, is levied and that if you are in fact welcomed into the Lord's Alliance, it is under the correct auspices. All of my reports suggest they've resisted any attempts at bribery or corruption. I'm aware of no gambling debts, nor would I have brought anyone on this mission who had gambling debts because that's just a whole 
that's fucking asking to be blackmailed. So they are, I don't know what to tell you. I don't understand why they wouldn't be here. Okay, are they other religious? Than someone, sorry? <laughs> are they religious? Like, do they have any positive habits? If they're on the good person side, like, would they check out the hospital? Would they go check out the church that's being built? Is there anything like that? I'm unaware of any particular religious leanings, but yes, it is possible, uh, particularly given all of the uh, signs you're making towards improvement and and trying to turn uh, a car around into a, a better Asgard. It is entirely possible that they, they could have, have sought to, to experience or to, to observe firsthand what you're doing, particularly coming from a place like Baldur's Gate. They have a, a, a clear vision of, of how these processes can be corrupted. That's entirely possible. But where is the clearest place that a, a car is striving for for idealism? What, what is the, the biggest shift you've made that would signal the biggest move from a, a nation of war to a nation of, of, of culture? Perhaps that's where we could start. I mean, logically, I'd probably say disbanding the army and creating a small unit of hammers as peacekeepers feels like the biggest leap from country of war. Is there somewhere these people are being trained or recruited? How public is that knowledge? The hammers are relatively... I mean, we announced last night that the army was being disbanded, so there's that. Uh, the Coliseum's been turned into a prison where we're trying to do rehabilitation to improve people because historically, Asgard, in its previous iterations, just executed people, which we were not a big fan of. Hmm. Um, the military has barracks downstairs. From my briefings, um, I understand that there was a health concern here in a car before you deposed the, the Lich Lords. Uh, if I understand correctly, the mortal folks were being rather ill-treated in favor of the undead is there a hospital perhaps or i or? mean it's abandoned but hell yeah there's a hospital like around the corner we could go there well if it's abandoned i don't know that they would go perhaps the coliseum is your best bet again i i will admit i thought that the dum-dums were going to be the most herd of cats situation i ever had to deal with these envoys are a whole other matter. They all come with their own personal interests and things they want to see and do. And if they would just stay in their rooms, this would all be so much easier. Okay, I'll send runners to look for Raish. We can see if they're at the hospital or if they're at the barracks with the hammers or if they're at the barracks where the old military is. Or just all of these locations of kind of anywhere with a change. I'll send somebody to go to the Adamantine Mines, the Forge, all that stuff. Yes. I'll order that through Annan. I have a meeting that I have to take. And then I am going to be good to go with you if you want to go check out this this coliseum if we haven't heard anything. I need to speak to the other envoys, uh, explain the situation, and see if they can provide any additional information. I mean, is I, there any way I can convince you to not do that in the short term so we can try to solve mm. this problem? My loyalty is to the Lord's Alliance, not to your particular brand of problems. Uh, can you roll me a. Well, what do you want to go with here, bud? There are there are the three options, as always. You've got uh, it's it's persuasion. He's not yep. he's not trying to fuck with them in any way, shape, or form. Yep. He will subtly fart a guidance onto himself. <laughs> <laughs> Appropriate, expected. Nineteen. All right, so that's a successful roll. Uh, how does Butthole convince Sildar? I 
am in a sensitive position. As you've seen, the army of Cormir outside, there's a lot of people who are looking for an excuse to make a diplomatic solution uh, impossible. And I believe that diplomacy is in the best interest of this nation and also the Lord's Alliance, who can find a valuable ally in this community. Uh, I We just need time. I don't actually think anything bad happened. But if people decide something bad happened or word gets out and enemies decide to try to find Rage whatever, if we could solve this problem and bring them back, everybody's in a happy way. My best hope, Rage Gray, they met somebody cute. They went, had a nice night and are just sleeping in in that bed. And if we can solve that problem and avoid a diplomatic incident, also making Rage Gray quite happy instead of everyone in the Lord's Alliance knowing if it's their new romantic relationship, then we can hide that. I just uh, don't want to make it a big thing because right now, uh, the, what would normally be a casual, no problem conversation could become something very, very large and dangerous. And it's been uh, a weird week. <laughs> Soldar nods. He says it has indeed. Fine. You, I will not let the other envoys know for now. Most of them are sleeping off last night anyway, so the fog of who knows maybe someone got lucky will probably buy us a, a, a bit of time at the the very least but please if you do hear anything let me know this is oh you're, you're getting the first message i'm not interested in secrets here <laughs> wonderful that is refreshing and appreciated i will deal with this as best i can good luck with your other meetings i suppose Thank you. Uh, let's we'll get this solved quickly. Yes, we must. And then he swoops his cloak hmm. kind of badly and walks out. Juniper. Yeah. You and Reginald are going horseback riding uh, in search yeah. of, of Raish. And you mentioned you have a spell that could work for this. Yeah, so Juniper has the ability uh, to locate creature. Hmm. Um, so it's a spell that she casts on herself, and it can last up to an hour. Uh, so all she has to do is describe or name a creature that's familiar to her. And it can be like a specific creature. Yep. So it would be Raish Gray. Um, you sense the direction uh, to the creature's location as long as that creature is in within 1,000 feet of you. If it's moving, you know the direction of its movement. Um, or if the creature you described or named is in a different form, such as being under the effects of a polymorph spell, the spell doesn't locate a creature. And then if like, there's like, you know, water in the way, but there's no fucking water. Yeah, that's, that's an easy one so, to like, dodge in this particular yeah, yeah, yeah. climate. Yeah. Uh, so so her goal is, because it lasts for an, up to an hour, her goal is to basically just, like, ride around, just, like, trying to, like, sense, like, the presence of Race Gray and just try to cover as much of the city as she can. So basically galloping through the streets. I love it. Uh, how very Paul Revere of you. Um, are mm. you, do you bother to tell Reginald or is Reginald just following Juniper, like riding oh, around wildly? No, I would I'd absolutely let him know. Great. Yeah. And, and you could start explaining the specifics and after like, I've got a spell that can cast. He's like, okay, we're good. If you got an hour, let's just ride these motherfuckers. Yeah. All right. So uh, Juniper and Reginald, you take off uh, into the streets of Asgard 
and occasionally hearing the the sounds of a chant that has lasted through the night of Paisley, Paisley, coming from the old <laughs> campaigner. Um, the two of you uh, begin your, your sort of grid search of of the city. And Juniper, not unlike when you tried to sort of seek out uh, magic when you uh, looked at the the staged Wyvern attack site, uh, you get absolutely no trace of Rache Gray. Uh, and the two of you, you cover the whole mini-map. You know, you yeah. just you hit all the viewpoints, you fast travel to all the different locations. Um, and it's it's pretty, I think, again, knowing your tracker instincts as well, it's pretty clear when someone is the fuck out of Dodge and they are the fuck out of Dodge. Um, that said, I'm curious if uh, Juniper, you and Reginald talk about this as you're, you're riding, because I think it's one of those things where once you get a sense of it, it's like, ah, oh, shit, I bet they're gone, but we should really cover the rest of the grid. Um, but that does leave the two of you some time to to formulate theories. Juniper, Juniper is help, like hopeful and focused the entire time. Okay. Yeah. Reginald, she's how about ra- you? Gray, race gray, race gray, race gray, race gray. I can't distract her while she's doing this. We got to find this fucking idiot and bring them back <laughs> to the castle. And at the, like, he's also Reginald. Juniper's hopeful the whole way through. Reginald. Ten minutes in, after we hit the major areas, is like, well, this doesn't bode very fucking well, because if you're important, you stay important places. He's also got horde logic, which is like, no <laughs> important person would go to this neighborhood. <laughs> hmm. Fair point. When they get getting to the end of the hour, he's like, okay, so it doesn't look like we found them. Do you think... So that means, like, they're not here, which is bad, but they're not in town. If they were dead, would you know if they if there was a body? I'm not sure... I mean, here's the thing: when a creature dies, are they still? A- we have no. To technically, determine. they're an object. Yeah, and there's a different that. spell called locate that's, object. That's so, the for thing. playing that I... fucking math, that Calvin ball we've established. <laughs> okay, can you find objects like you can find people? We do the same hour, and you just keep saying, "Rache Gray's body." He looks around <laughs> to make sure no one can hear them. Let me let me take a moment and meditate. Um, yeah, look into your own mind. That sounds pretty clever on the scale of things. I'm uh, going to theorize. Ex- oh, sorry. I guess you did it pretty quick. Actually, I, I think I can. I was, I was, oh, I was honestly thinking they were probably still alive. Just yeah, I was hoping that too. But we're going to need to rule this one out. Otherwise, it's a very different problem. Now, this is this. This only lasts for ten minutes, but. It's basically the same thing. Yeah, um, uh, you can go ahead and cast it, but I, I'm going to go ahead and, and rule that even though we made the exception for Grim Psychometry, um, I'm not going to make the same exception for Locate Object because that just means that literally any mystery will just be like, over there. Um, <laughs> so uh, you, you you cast it and you ride around for a bit more and you do not uh, you do not find Rache Gray's body with magic or your eyes. All right, so we know Raish Gray, they're not in town, and their body is not in town. That means they're somewhere else. Perhaps they were a part of this horrific conspiracy, or they left, or something else happened, and we just hope for a ransom note. That's a, that's a positive option for us, because we have adamantine, and I, I mean, will kill whoever kidnapped them. If they were blasted into nothingness, I, I also... No, we don't. found evidence of that everywhere, and I... Well, we didn't check the room, but I'm assuming we would have got, like, some sort of weird sneaky bird or whatever here's the thing they're if they're they're not in the city either they're they've left 
or they're dead. In either case, I think we can take back their room. I mean, technically, there are more cases, which is like they were taken. And uh, I don't actually think we can do that. I think we can get Sildar to do that because he's a part of the Lord's sure, Alliance. Otherwise, sure. we've broken diplomatic law and start a war. Okay, okay, so we go back to give the worst possible news. Let's go. This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, and RDM Tom McGee at McGee TD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser. And our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar. J-A-H-Z-Z-A-R. All available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D. I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dom Doms and Dragons. Dum Dums and Dice has to give a special thank you to the supreme beings of our Patreon at this time. Christopher Little, George Dolby, Richard Cranium, Gavin and Abby McDonald, Logan, Fire Unfriendly, Grandma Likes D&D, Alan, Stabby Stranger, Glitch Trick, Flynn1138, Alorain Okapi, Schrodinger's Pepper, Guy Edwards, Madre de Gatos, Lady Maiden, Garbo Ape, Locke, Sam Schaefer, Waffle Marine, Dagger Rain, Rob L, Dia de los Hoodless, Squishy Werewolf, Remy, Funky Head, Nomad, the Wise Paladin of the Badlands, Accent Therapeutic Services in Florence, Kentucky, Lale, Shulzari, Gus Schreider, The Long Family, Jordan Oliver, Richard Wright, Brittany Fenwick, Alex Parr, Old Man Mojo, Dragonfly, The Body Barrelers, Megan Werner, A Man Out of Time, Curtis at FingertechRobotics.com, and Jill and Noel LaPlante. If you want your name to be added to this list, you can join our Patreon too at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. Thanks to them, and a little bit of thanks to you. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Hi, folks. Let me see if I can sum up Midnight Burger in about 25 seconds. Really, big monster? Zero irony. Pardon me, Gloria. Might my husband and I have a word? The radio is talking to me. So this is how it ends. Eaten by wolves in space. There's a pocket dimension in the deep freeze. This is the stupidest dystopia we've ever been to. What the hell is that? Because you're having a cigarette? In 415 million BC? Where are we? Space? Can you narrow that down? The bad part? Ava. Yeah, that didn't work at all. At the nexus of all things, there is a diner. Look for Midnight Burger on your favorite podcasting app or just go to weopenat6.com.